Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So as you likely already know, employee retention plays a critical role in the success and stability of any business, including us in the indoor playground industry. And constantly having to hire and replace team members isn't just bad for business. It can be incredibly draining on our mental and physical health as owners as well. I cannot even tell you how many hours of sleep I've lost because I was understaffed and I was overworking myself and I just could not fill in the gaps in our schedule. And if you watched my recent YouTube video about how difficult it can be to bring your kids to work with you in reality, you already know how stressful it can be when an employee quits or calls in sick and you're left scrambling because you can't always bring your kiddos to work with you if you have a restaurant or a cafe side of your business or if you're hosting a birthday party that requires a lot of time and attention from the person working it, it might not even be possible. So this can be a huge source of stress for owners. And while play cafes and indoor playgrounds can be a really fun and rewarding place to work for both adults and teens, turnover in any retail industry is common. And when one of your employees or team members does decide to quit, One of the things that might pop into your head while you're in problem-solving mode is to possibly present a counteroffer to encourage them to stay. I know I've certainly been tempted to do so in the past, 
especially before we streamlined our employee training process and especially when it was one of my favorite employees who was really doing well in their role and contributing a ton to the business. Hiring and training can be a long and cumbersome process and it can take a ton of your time and energy away from your family and other areas of your business. So I totally get the inclination to Try and do whatever it takes to prevent someone from leaving. I know it's so tempting. So in this episode, we're going to delve into the advantages and disadvantages of presenting a counteroffer to an employee who has decided to quit and maybe work somewhere else. And a lot of people are firmly in the never, ever, ever present a counteroffer camp. And I totally get that. But I really wanted to present both sides of the coin for you today and give you some tips to help you make the best decision for your business because I truly believe this is something that is very nuanced, both based on your specific business and based on the employee who has decided to quit or leave for whatever reason. So first, some pros of presenting a counteroffer to an employee who has decided to leave. Number one, retaining valuable employees. So As I mentioned, losing a crucial team member can significantly impact the daily operations and overall success of your play cafe or indoor playground. Training new employees requires time and resources, and having a stable team can make all the difference in providing a consistent, enjoyable experience for customers. So by presenting a counteroffer, you might be able to retain your most valuable employees and avoid the inconvenience and cost of having to hire and train a replacement. So number two, maintaining company morale. So when a staff member quits, it can really affect the morale and attitude of the remaining employees. So presenting a counteroffer, excuse me, can demonstrate your commitment to your team and can help maintain a positive work environment. And it can send a message to your other team members that you value their work and are willing to address their concerns. Number three, you wanna protect your investment. So you've already invested time, effort, and resources into training and developing this employee who now wants to leave. So by presenting a counteroffer, you're protecting your investment that you've already made in the team member and potentially avoiding the expense of recruiting and training, again, that replacement. And then number four, you can prevent a chain reaction. So sometimes, and you've probably noticed this, whether it's been in your retail job or if you've ever had this happen in the past, but sometimes when one employee leaves, it can prompt others to follow suit, especially if they feel like the concerns or the reason that employee quit isn't going to be addressed or fixed. Because Oftentimes when one employee is unhappy or having concerns or wanting to quit, that can be pretty consistent amongst the other team members. So this can create a domino effect, leaving your business severely understaffed and struggling to maintain operations and host all your birthday parties and events and maintain your hours and all that good stuff. So presenting a counteroffer can prevent this chain reaction by reassuring your employee and addressing their concerns, whether it's or their job title or something else. So it can encourage them to stay and promote a sense of stability within your team. So maybe they love their job, but they just don't like hosting kids night out, or they don't like doing events, or they want to work later in the day, or maybe they need more hours. 
I really want you to get down to the reason why they were leaving in the first place, whether that's pay or whether that's job title, and see if you can come to an agreement that keeps that employee happy and engaged and might prevent them from leaving. So now some cons of presenting a counteroffer, right? The downsides. Number one, this can set a dangerous precedent. So when you present a counteroffer to one employee, you run the risk of setting a precedent for others to follow suit and quit just to get a pay raise or to get a new job title or to get more hours. And this might encourage other employees to, again, consider leaving in the hopes of receiving a counteroffer themselves. So in the long run, this could lead to a culture of employees constantly testing the waters and leveraging counteroffers to negotiate better pay or better shifts or whatever the case may be. Number two, underlying issues may remain. So often, as I mentioned just a moment ago, an employee's decision to leave can go beyond their pay or compensation. So they may have concerns about your management, the other employees, or the environment in general, or maybe just dealing with difficult customers. And a counteroffer can't really address that. So in these cases, presenting a counteroffer may only serve as a temporary fix with the employee eventually leaving for the same reasons later on. And if you're multitasking right now or not paying attention, I want you to come back to me for a second because this is important. And this statistic really, really shocked me. So according to the Professional Risk Managers Association, about 80% of people or uh, employees in this case who accept counteroffers leave their company within six months. So if somebody decides to quit and you present them with a counteroffer and they decide to accept it, there's an 80% chance that they're going to leave anyways within six months. And you're going to have to work to hire someone new and train that new person anyways. And a staggering 90% of these employees who accept counteroffers will leave within 12 months. So it really depends. But that statistic was really staggering to me. And it's actually been really consistent with my personal experience when it comes to presenting counteroffers. So this is going to be again, more true if their if they're issues that caused them to quit in the first place weren't addressed or if pay just can't fix the issue. Number three, potential resentment from other employees. So presenting a counteroffer to one employee could lead to resentment from other team members. And again, that will really bring the employee morale down, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. And this is especially if they perceive the counteroffer as unfair or undeserving. So if they thought that that employee wasn't doing a good job or they were cutting corners or they hated the company anyways, and now you're rewarding them with increased pay or better hours, that can definitely cause resentment and a shift in team culture. And it can also create tension within the workplace and negatively affect the overall team dynamic. So not only is it going to be, you know, it's going to affect your other employees, but it can also affect business if those employees start slacking off because they saw that you rewarded it in this scenario. And then finally, there are financial implications. So counteroffers typically involve increasing an employee's wages. While this can be an effective way to retain the employee, it can also strain your business's budget, especially in a small indoor playground operation where profit margins are already tight and when payroll is already such a big cost for us. So before presenting a counteroffer, 
I would carefully consider whether the financial implications are worth the potential benefits of retaining the employee. And you want to, again, reevaluate their concerns and see if they might end up leaving in a few months anyways. So how can we make the best decision for our business? So I would consider the following steps when you're deciding whether or not to present your team member with a counteroffer. So number one, evaluate the employee's value. So assess that employee's skills, experience, and their contribution to the business. So are they a key player on your team or is their role easily replaceable? This will help you determine if presenting a counteroffer is even worth the time and money. You also might want to consider what the employment situation is like in your area right now. So does everyone seem to be hiring, especially other retailers? If there's a retail worker shortage where your business is located, be sure to factor that into your decision, right? How easily can you replace this employee? And then number two, again, you want to identify the root cause. So before presenting the counter offer, have an open and honest conversation with that team member to understand their reasons for wanting to leave, like in an exit interview type situation. If the issues can be addressed through a counter offer, it may be worth pursuing. Like for example, if it's just regarding pay or if they got another position that pays slightly more. However, if their concerns extend beyond compensation, it might be wiser to address these underlying issues without resorting to a counter offer. And then number three, consider the financial implications. So Ensure that you thoroughly analyze whether or not you can even increase this employee's pay or promise more hours or anything like that. You want to make sure that you're not straining yourself just because you don't want to hire and train someone new. And then number four, you want to evaluate your team culture. So consider the message that presenting a counter offer will send to your team. And again, if you're, you think it's going to cause a lot of tension and resentment and if you feel like this employee shouldn't necessarily be rewarded with higher pay, or if you think that that's how the other employees are going to perceive the situation, you might want to reconsider presenting a counter offer. And then number five, you have to prepare for the possibility of rejection. So even if you decide to present a counter offer, be prepared for the possibility that the employee may still choose to leave. So in this case, it's essential to have a contingency plan in place to ensure a smooth transition for the remaining team members and to minimize the disruption to your business operations. And then lastly, you want to make sure that you monitor and follow up. So if you do present a counter offer and your employee accepts, be sure to monitor their performance really closely. And you also want to make sure that you're always having these open and honest conversations with them and making sure that their concerns are actually being addressed so that they don't become, you know, that statistic, that 80% of team members that end up leaving within six months of accepting a counteroffer anyways. It's really crucial to address any lingering issues or concerns and ensure that the employee remains engaged and committed to their role in your business. So to wrap this one up, deciding whether to present a counteroffer to an employee at your business is a complex decision. And again, it's very nuanced. So you want to really consider if you're even financially able to increase their pay or promise more hours or change their shifts around or anything like that. And you want to make sure that this employee is actually making a contribution to your business that warrants the additional budget and warrants a counter offer or a pay increase or more hours or 
things like that, whatever your counter offer might entail. But by considering all of the pros and cons that we talked about today, and you take the steps that I provided to make the best decision for your business, again, you can make the most informed decision that serves the interest of both your business and your other employees. And two last tips before we wrap this episode up. If you if you really find that this aspect of managing your business, you know, employee retention, employee training, hiring, recruiting, all that good stuff, this is one of our most common topics that we talk about in Playmaker Society. So you if this is something that again you struggle with as well, this is something that we talk about so much in my membership. So if you're a current owner and you'd like to join, there's an application in the show notes. There are almost 250 other owners inside of the membership that are ready to help you and share what's working and what's not working in their businesses. And we can help you walk through these steps and consider whether or not you should present a counter offer in your specific situation. So I would love to help you with this. And so would the other 250 owners in the membership. And one last thing I wanted to mention, and I kind of alluded to this throughout the, the episode, but to really minimize your risk of, you know, your financial implication when you have to replace a team member, make sure you're listening to the episodes that I provide about creating a training procedure, creating an employee manual, recording um, your training videos or things like that to really streamline and automate your training process so that it doesn't cost you a ton of money every single time you have to train someone new and so that you don't have to feel like you need to do that training on your own. So again, this is something that I teach in Playmaker Society. I have tons of advanced trainings about this. I provide employee manuals for you and templates that you can customize for your own business. I just published, um, excuse me, over 200 pages of employee manuals and standard operating procedures that my Playmaker Society members are free to use and adapt to their own business. So again, if this is something that you need help with, Playmaker Society is the perfect resource for you. So if you'd like to learn more about it and apply, that link is in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram to see if it's a good fit for your business. And I will see you there. All right. Have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Wednesday.